0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one and welcome all to the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC East mixtape, which you can listen to on any one of SB Nation's NFC East blog podcast networks. You can also watch the show on the Bidding Gradation YouTube channel or the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, where you used to see Brandon Lee Gutton supporting the and Phil's, which he's not doing anymore. Hey, I still am. Uh, must be. Must be ashamed after what happened on uh, on Monday night. You can see me supporting the Houston Astros. My name is RG Ochoa uh, because that's the only team I have in my life right now that's not willing to disappoint me in flagrant fashion. Uh, BLG, it is Tuesday, October 10th for us, the best month of the year. It is Wednesday, October 11th uh, for the loyal listener. Uh, and it really ultimately all is meaningless uh, is what I have learned after week five in the NFL
2: uh very exciting times rj as the philadelphia eagles take a two-game lead over the cowboys and even bigger lead over the rest of the division in the nfc east here for, everyone
0: lost but the eagles won
2: the second won. time this season that's happened um so definitely a good start to the season for the eagles still a very long season to go many things can change Eagles schedule gets tougher uh lots and lots of things can happen but
0: uh pretty good start for the birds Um. We obviously are going to talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Commanders, although the Commanders game was a week ago now, basically, uh, and the Giants. Uh, Amazingly, the Giants are back in our life on primetime this week. Uh, Did you know that they are the Sunday night game against the Buffalo Bills? I did. I did see that. And I was like, why? Uh, I mean, you know the answer. I, mean, I know you're kind of rhetorically asking, um, but it's because they had a successful season last year in an objective mm-hmm. sense in the NFL double down on the New York properties, um, especially with them and the Jets. Um, so tough times right now for the g I saw some Giants content creators on TikTok. They were like, please get us off of primetime. <laughs> like, we do not enjoy this. This is only embarrassing and humiliating for us. Um, so, uh Yeah. But you know what? They beat the Packers last year in London, so at least they got that going for them. Well, that's exciting. That's meaningful. Uh, um, do we have anything else to kind of fiddle faddle around with before we get into the games? I don't think so. Um, you anything um, good recently? you make—I well, make, saw you made some wings or something. I did. Uh, shout out to Matt Pittman of Meat Church, um, who is—you um, know—does some stuff around the Dallas. Dow- I mean, some stuff, but like is a really well known around the Dallas area. Uh, he had a honey, garlic, lime wing recipe mm. that he had shared. So I wanted to try. I made them on Sunday about noon. Um, we talked last week, actually, about how this was going to be like this epic sports weekend. Um, we had A&M Bama on Saturday. AM lost. So I was bummed. Uh, Texas lost to Oklahoma, which, which was at least a good thing. The Astros did win on Saturday. Uh, but I was all, you know, pumped up because it, it, it's really cool. You know this, like when your team plays on Sunday Night Football, you get all day to just soak up the football. And I was pissed that the Astros were the night game, but I was all set up. I had the extra TV, you know, I had my wife, you know, put some cookies in the oven. It was all great. And then the Cowboys, mm-hmm. we'll get to, we'll get to uh, the Astros Lost. It was just, it was just a suck fest. It was just terrible. Uh, but uh, but the wings were really good. I had never done them in the smoker like that. And I had never made my own wing sauce, mm-hmm. which was obviously what this recipe called for. Um, so that was a, a therapeutic uh, process and I ate on them for a few sittings. It was really, really good. Uh, one of the best. How was your um, how was your burger thing at the at the Phillies game? It was a g- Good
2: follow up by you. The Shore Burger or whatever. The Shore Burger. yeah, it was good. It was um actually the the brisket on there was amazing. I have to say, especially for what okay. you would ex- not. With all due respect to the people at Citizens Bank Park and the cooks there and everything. I just you know I wouldn't expect like some of the some very good brisket at a at a ballpark, but it was actually really really good. I was like, wow, this is surprisingly. The burger itself is is fine. It wasn't like an amazing burger, uh, but the brisket itself was the star of the show, and I definitely did not regret trying that out. And it was fun to see the Phillies win there. Beat the Marlins to go 1-0 at that stage. I had a great time with my parents, so shout out to them. Obviously, loyal listeners
0: of the NFC East Mixtape, so I had
2: a great time spending time with my family
0: okay well good job uh by the uh the citizens bank park employees and by you and your parents um i had at Peco park over the summer the most incredible brisket nachos um Ooh. so that was great ballpark food um on the up and up here uh, on the nfc's mixtape uh we go in divisional standing order which means all of you i also want to say this um i had a lot of eagles fans chirping at me in my mentions um for general reasons but also because we did not have monday football monday which is one of our shows that we have sure. on the espionation nfo show it did not go out on monday so and it did not and actually i just am fresh off of recording this mm. as you and i are recording now on tuesday um it was mark Schofield. i don't mind throwing him under the bus because mm. he kind of did that himself uh who chatted us uh, myself uh mark obviously jp acosta and rachel who produces this show as well mark was the one who was like hey are we going to do it on monday because it's a holiday Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Mark, that's up to you. I, I actually said, you should ask KIST, because as we all know, Kiss is the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and KIST, you know, and Mark had a conversation and it was decided that we would do the show on Tuesday. So BLG, what I'm pissed off about mm-hmm. is I got all these people because of a decision that Mark made that were like, RJ's ducking Monday, football Monday. Oh, what a coincidence that the day after the Cowboys get blasted, there's no Monday, football Monday. We did it. I did it. Um, but Mark set me up poorly. So kind of a, a poor teammate, co by colleague.
2: Bad Copeland. timing by you. Also, uh, you could, Mark could also be accused of dodging the show because of what's going on with the Patriots right now. Leza. He said
0: that um he he said that to be fair so he kind of owned up to that himself but um it still was not a good scene for me um and it was completely mark's fault so all right let's uh, jump into it let's let's get to it the philadelphia eagles um this was one of their more impressive wins i thought i know that there have been some kind of sleepy ones um but um it was a little bit teeny tiny tenuous but not really uh I, i don't i haven't seen anybody make a big deal about the jason kelsey i don't i wouldn't even call it a blow up but just animation on the sidelines yeah it um, wasn't like furious or it wasn't like right fighting 23 anywhere. to 23 to 14 the final score and i just said this on monday football monday which was again on tuesday um the eagles have this ability to like we need to drive Pff, done there's the drive ball game whatever they covered right it was i think the line yeah, was what four it, and it a half went down to four um, but yeah either way so um they covered uh aj brown um who's motivated by me obviously uh had a really solid performance dallas goddard got involved um this was this was i think uh, if you're an eagles fan the the game that like you know uh you know massages all of your concerns in a lot of different ways and you feel really good especially obviously what happened in the division around you the final score doesn't totally indicate it because they had stallings in
2: the red zone which is something we can get to and that's an issue with the team so far this season only five teams have been worse in terms of red zone percentage but i mean assuming they can get that fixed at some point and even though they haven't gotten that fixed yet let me read you a stat here from uh someone i cite often on the podcast our good friend 2022 Eagles offense, 27.2 points per game. 2023 Eagles offense, 26.4 points per game. So I mean, 0.8 points per game of a difference. Not too bad. Also, 2023 Eagles offense is actually better than the 22 Eagles offense in both offensive success rate and EPA per drive. So I think that uh, what we were saying early in the year about like, Eagles are having some offensive issues. They're not in rhythm. They have a new offensive coordinator. Jalen Hurts didn't totally look right. That's all kind of coalescing. It's coming back together. They're figuring it out. Jalen Hurts has played his two best games of the season in the past two weeks. Uh, again, I think offensive coordinator Brian Johnson's kind of figuring it out as he goes here. Now into his fifth game of his career as a play-calling offensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, so they're making adjustments, I think, to things that weren't working earlier in the season. Jalen Hurts was using his legs more than he ever has in this game. Figuring it out. And I think one of the mo- most impressive things is that the Rams this season actually had the second best red, or, uh, third down defense in the league. And the Eagles went 13-18 on third down. One of those was at the end of the game where they weren't even trying. It's really like 13-17. to So that was really impressive. They moved the ball well. The big thing in this game, RJ, was A.J. Brown, as you mentioned, turning point. Eagles go down 14-10 to with 32 seconds remaining in the first half. Eagles offense or sorry Eagles defense is like not looking great don't have an answer for Cooper Cup Puka Nakua is you know scoring he had to set a touchdown it looks like uh things could go bad here for the Eagles because Rams take a four-point lead and get the ball back to begin the third quarter so it's like oh not looking great all of a sudden Eagles go 75 plays sorry 75 yards in four plays for a touchdown And that was largely, you know, inspired by A.J. Brown. Eagles go up three points instead of being down by four, entering the half. And from there, the Rams didn't score another point. So the Eagles defense really tightened up and they were they were aided by the Eagles offense going on these long drives that did not end in touchdowns. Um, Again, they only scored six points from a drives that went like 73 yards, 78 yards, 83 yards. So that's disappointing. Um, but I do think, you know, that's not really like the biggest thing to be worried about in terms of, I think they can figure the red zone out. Uh, yeah. So this was the best win. And it did start to feel more like the 2023 Eagles. Sorry, 2022.
0: 2022. <laughs> um, yeah. Just kind of, again, I know it was. Touch and go is not the right way to put it, but it, I mean, part of this is the Rams are you know, more impressive than I think any of us were willing to give them credit for at the beginning of the season. Um, so just kind of a, a little bit of a back and forth. The most impressive, one of the most impressive drives I've seen in the NFL this season um, was the end of the first half drive from the Eagles. Just like, like it was, it was just like the quickest and easiest thing of all time. And of course, by the way, I have a question um, because I don't, I'm obviously not like attuned to this. Is the like tush push, brotherly shove thing? Like, is this like a thing? Like, is this like a nationally like? Is this like a national topic every day that that is like Apparently, invading the Philly even though spear? it was like a thing last year? It's not even new. So, like, why are we still talking that, about it? That's really my emotion on this. Like, it I, I don't have the take of like it's it's not a football play. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'm not like a fan of it. I just I don't have any real passionate you know stance on this. Um, I understand that there are safety concerns. If that's the case, I'm certainly willing to hear that out um and learn no there's, uh, there's but I, not I don't have special a special safety
2: there's no especially i'm just saying like i know that
0: relative to any I other football play. Is, i know that take is floating around that's all i'm saying but i don't i don't have a passionate take on this but um it keeps like entering my sphere that like national person x has like passionate take mm-hmm. on the tush push philly brotherly shove whatever it's boring I mean, like, what's there to it, say just, i mean I don't know. Uh, I will say like it's annoying that it is like brought up anytime any other team does it. it I, I felt the same way um, when like anybody would try a Hail Mary. It was like, oh, they're trying to be Aaron Rodgers. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers was the first person mm-hmm. to ever accomplish a Hail Mary in the NFL. Um, but whatever. I don't mean to deviate from the subject. But yeah, like uh, I thought it was bold to go for it in a good way um, at the end of the first half off of that. And of course, it worked out like that was just such a, it felt like the Rams had a chance to really go into halftime with uh, an opportunity to kind of build upon, but it just, Philly just let the air out of that balloon um, with that drive at the end of the first half. I want to
2: read you some stats here. Your boy, Nick Sirianni, apparently not the best head coach in the NFC East. He I have a, just I have a the, Nick
0: take, by the way, in a little bit that um, I think will interest you.
2: He's just the eighth NFL head coach since 1970 when the merger happened to guide his team to five and zero starts in consecutive years, joining only... Andy Reid, Tony Dungy, Mike Martz, Mike Shanahan, Mike Dicka, Tom Landry, and Bud Grant. First five and zero start back to back in Eagles history, so that's pretty good stuff for Nick Sirianni. Uh, what's this take?
0: Uh, it's relative to the Cowboys. Um, uh, okay,
2: so I can't. Well, maybe tell we'll see. that. I can't, I can't tell it to you. But I also wanted to put Jalen Hurts' uh, performance in context because uh, he's definitely playing better. And I brought up the quarterback wins thing a little bit last week when I didn't know who Daryl LaMonica is. But now that he Uh. has 22 wins in a 23-game stretch, he is joining Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Jim McMahon, and Joe Montana as the fifth NFL quarterback since 1950 to do that. His 11-game win streak on the road is tied for the third longest by an NFL quarterback since the 1970 merger, only behind Tom Brady at 13. And then Joe Montana at 18 and Jalen hurts is the first quarterback in NFL history to record 30 plus rushing touchdowns in his first 50 career games.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this was a, this was a good, like pick your spirits up game. Not that they were, if, if your spirits were down at four and like come back down to earth, you know what I'm saying? But like this, again, I do think I said it earlier, this, this, this made you feel better in all the right places. You know what I mean? Like it, it if you had a concern about this, that, or whatever, it felt like the Eagles were like, Oh, you, You're concerned about these specific things? Like, we'll take care of that this week against the Rams.
2: I have, I guess, my biggest last thing on them, other than, like I said, you know, it's kind of a theme. The theme here is, like, the Eagles are heating up. They're getting back to their 2022 version a little bit. You can put Hassan Reddick in there. Reddick started off the season slow at zero sacks in his first three games. Notable that he had thumb surgery, and he had this big cast on his hand for those first three games. That came off against Washington, and sure enough, now he has three sacks in his last two games, and all three of them have been, like, Clutch plays, and in the Washington game, it was to force a punt where the Eagles went up for that touchdown. And if they had played it smart, there they would have never let the Commanders get the ball back. So that wasn't his fault. Point being, it was like a really clutch third down sack. And then this game, it was back to back sacks on Stafford to end the game, basically. So that's very encouraging to see Reddick heating up. But can't talk about the Eagles right now without talking about a guy who's been talked about all season. But it's just it continues. Jalen Carter is the real deal in a big time way. He, I if he was on the Cowboys, I'd be terrified. This is ter- like, he is a terrifying player, even just like how he plays. I don't know if you saw his sack on Matthew Stafford. I've, I've never, it's one of the most violent sacks I've ever seen. He just throws him to the ground. Like it's just a, a man amongst boys out there. He's up to three and a half sacks through five games. That's already more than Dexter Lawrence, and Williams, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Javon Hargrave, and Cam Hayward had in their rookie seasons. If you take his on pace numbers, which is obviously not that simple, but worth mentioning that, like, it's not impossible that he could get to Aaron Donald's nine sacks that Aaron Donald has a rookie in 2014, or maybe even in Dominican Su's 10 sacks that he had as a rookie in 2010. Like, that's the kind of path he's on. It is is crazy. It is wild. I think every team that has to play Jalen Carter should be afraid of
0: Jalen Carter. Uh, Bear was barking so it's trying not to interrupt but um, I, I mean he's playing incredibly well I don't think this is shocking um, but I will say you're uh, uh, I don't mean this in a negative way but you're obsessed with the like wow. comparing him to the rookie seasons of all these other great players like I would, I'm at, like I said, a point where like, okay, so he's very good compared to their rookie seasons. You need to start comparing yeah. the like elite seasons. Like, that's what, that's what I'm interested in. You know what but I mean? Like, but you're doing, well, the, that's crazy. You're doing first the of thing all, that
2: you're saying that like, that's a, a testament to him well, and, it, and it is, it is not shocking in that Joe, we knew Jalen Carter is really talented. It is shocking in that. He could be an all-pro as a rookie. That's not crazy. Like that's in play here. That's, yeah, that's insane. I don't think that's, that's incon- crazy. That's
0: it's not that's it's not, not, not a given. That's, you weren't saying that saying as a given before the season that Jalen Carter be No, He's no. Like, it's oh, as a rookie. But like no it was it was given that he was very good Great and talented. that he was joining a defensive line that was very good. Um so like, you know, that two and two could make four is again not the like most improbable thing ever. Uh, but again, like I'm at a place where it's like, okay, I don't need to see him contextualized to rookie Chris Jones. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's no longer like useful to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Let's, let's, Let's adjust the. I'm not a hater. I'm. I'm saying let's properly that that if you're like oh let's take one of the like defensive player of the year worthy seasons of Chris Jones and this is how he's even beating that Mm. that's more interesting perspective that's what I want to see at this point. So I mean I think the rookie um, thing is relevant. No,
2: it's hard. It's hard for rookie defensive tackles to produce sacks.
0: It's relevant, but again, like he's he like it's it's being destroyed at this point. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna. What
2: was his quote about the Cowboys in the off season that I think you? He was like I'm coming for the um, Cowboys and he is man. He's coming. He said he's quote. Ready to kill the Cowboys, and he—I I think he very much is. He's ready to blow up anything in his way. He's a monster.
0: On the subject of talking about your future opponents, um that is a perfect segue mm-hmm. to the Dallas Cowboys. If you're done, I don't—I don't. Are we—are we, to are are we transitioning away. to the Cowboys? That's what I was literally yeah, okay. doing. I'm just and double I checking. I'm going to make sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you and I were kind of both left-footed right now, uh but um the Cowboys talked up this game to the San Francisco 49ers um, and well i don't know do you want me to go first do you want to go first like i mean well, i don't know uh so i wrote an article i saw this um, which i would encourage everyone, yeah i would encourage everyone to read um a for the traffic but b uh because i do think this laid out at least how i feel which we're about to discuss but it was titled the dallas cowboys begged for an opportunity to prove themselves and completely failed so i tweeted this out during the um the lambasting that the cowboys took um that the Cowboys and like i don't mean to like you know this isn't coping or anything but the cowboys are a good team and that's that's like the problem like they're a good team they will probably be a playoff team but like this was supposed to be proof that you're better than that like this was supposed to be proof that you have a higher glass ceiling than that so like i because i I still believe that they are one of the whatever you like where did you have them in your power rankings today i had them uh let me look
2: really uh, quickly at that i did do that i have them i dropped them from i think six to nine yeah
0: yeah, I dropped them from five to nine. I actually dropped them. Um, I wanted to bring this up too. So this is a good good way to do that. I dropped them more than anybody of the outlets that we curate. Um, mm. NFL.com, ESPN, the Athletic, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Yahoo. Um, Sports Illustrated didn't drop them at all. They had them <laughs> at five. I, I know. <laughs> well, I I didn't I don't know, but I think I think the logic could be like, oh, they just ran into the best. Yeah, players, but still, so I mean, that's a like, terrible. That's Come problem. on. But I know, I, I agree. I'm just saying, but um, but yeah, so like they're still a really good team, they're still a top 10 team, like wh- however you want to. Again, I think they will be a playoff team if, if I had to, you know, forecast the future. Mm-hmm. But like this was supposed to be proof that you can be more than that. And not only was it supposed to be proof just in general because of the circumstances and the variables, but you said it and, and you didn't only say it, you begged for it, you pleaded for it, you screamed from the mountaintops for a chance to go face daddy, and you got blown out like you didn't even just lose like it speaks enough to how low the bar is around here that had you only barely lost you would have said hey man well you showed that you could hang with them and you know they're the best team in the nfl whatever but like that didn't even happen like you it was never close it it was never Mm -hmm. even moderately close the Cavante turpin touchdown was an impressive drive given the like chaos happening around them so i'll give them like slight credit for that but it was just a disaster like you have the the gap is larger than it's ever been with this team specifically. And I think this was after you and I, or it might've been the day you and I recorded last week. Um, I, I mean it, that like, I don't, I'm not worried about the Cowboys playing the Eagles because we've seen that happen a million times. This is, this is the benchmark for this team. Like this is the team who owns them and it was proven that they do. And, oh man, like, I I don't want to get like two of the weeds on this, but like Micah Parsons, went on his uh, show at bleach report, (coughs) the edge and was all upset. That George Kittle had the the Dallas shirt, um, Hmm. and dude, not the time. Like, like I I respect, I really do. You know, having a a competitive mentality and short term memory, whatever you. Well, yeah, and using whatever you can to channel yourself, and you know, all that is fair game. I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't know, you know, what goes into that. Obviously, um, and Micah, if anyone has earned the right to like talk or whatever, it's certainly him. But like, yeah. dude, George Kittle specifically had three touchdowns. <laughs> it was a career high for him. And they have, like, on the subject of three, they've beaten you three times yep. in a row, twice in the playoffs, and then this was the one you wanted. After that, this was C. D. Lamb. Speaking of three, said before the Week Three game in Arizona that they lost that separation would come in Week Five. Mm-hmm. The separation only grew. Like you, you did not separate in the way you wanted to. Like you absolutely demanded this opportunity you told us you were pissed off you told us all this stuff it's all meaningless and so like I don't mean to again return to the point but like they will be a good team they will be a playoff team but like it is meaningless because at some point they're either going to have to beg for somebody else to beat the 49ers or they're going to run into the same issue down the road
2: (sighs) I enjoyed it I enjoyed watching the Cowboys lose because there was some debate it was like should Eagles fans root for the 49ers to lose since the one seed and I'm like I get that. I understand what you're saying, but to just assume the Eagles are going to win a division that has not had a repeat winner in nearly 20 years, like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just assume that. And the Cowboys prior to this game were looking pretty good. So uh I'm glad they lost. It does have to feel like, and I can actually relate to Cowboys fans on this from a Sixers fan perspective. Like you have this ceiling on your team. The Sixers can never get out of the second round. Like they can't do it. They just can't do it. And you just have no reason to believe they can until you see it happen with the Cowboys here and specifically going up against this team. And if they played this team in the playoffs, I do think it would be closer. I don't think it'd be like, I don't, just because they blew them out this time. I don't think it's definitely a blowout. And, it'd be closer
0: time. because it'd be hard to get blown out by 32 points again. Sure. Like, so that's the only reason
2: but, I'm willing to agree. It would be close. But there's no, like, just like there was going into this game. There's really no good. You couldn't possibly pick the Cowboys. You just couldn't do it. They, that doesn't mean the Cowboys couldn't win the game, but like, there's no reason to believe they could going into that game. And knowing that is just like analyst. Like, there has to be some of that in the players' minds, too. I mean, not every single player, maybe, not entirely, but it's there more than not at all. And it's really tough. It has to be really tough for Cowboys fans to just, like, know that that cap is on your team. I mean, maybe you can avoid, uh, you know, facing The 49ers in the playoffs. It's possible. I mean,
0: like not likely. It sucks to root for though. But exactly. That that sucks to like to have them be so rent-free in the Cowboys' minds and like Cowboys fans' minds. Because like, how can they not be? Um, and unlike Eagles fans relative to Dak Prescott, we're willing to admit this. Like, we're willing to admit, like, yeah, this team owns us. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's a a really just kind of frustrating place to be. And like, I don't fault them for talking about it and for acknowledging Mm. what it was, but like, you know you you can't then just like get blown out and quit i mean you know what i mean like it, again I, I don't like i don't mean to just keep talking in circles but like it it's I'm fine with how they talked about it. Oh, of course. Oh, here. Who's, uh, who's here. Oh, that yeah. was really, really, yeah. uh, I'm actually really happy about this. Uh, um, I don't know that Brandon recognized that I had, uh, that I have the like permissions uh, when we were. So, like, that. that was like, I do know. I knew well, you were like, random. I mean, I don't have you know, one, but I had to have stats. Ambush I, you here. I, I, I don't think this is an ambush. Cause that's going to test. I I did not come into this game with bravado. So, like, Stats is only here to confirm what I said was probably going to happen. But, Stats, it's wonderful to see. I hope you had a great time uh, watching uh, your favorite team and the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Hi, boys. <laughs> How are you doing, RJ?
0: How's life? Again, Stats, I'm, I'm really happy for you. But, like, this isn't the victory lap that either of you no, thinks Every it time is. We the Cowboys lose, it's never
2: devastating to you. It's just fine. You're
0: fine with it. You came in. Anyway, you, you did an ambush after the Eagles beat the Andy Dalton led Cowboys. Look, uh, three years ago, I had to ago. take advantage. And Stats coming in
2: of my time, I- and I did
0: <laughs> because the Eagles so rarely beat the Cowboys. That's true. Uh, I mean, Stats, that was the, the first moment here is the
2: Season we were doing the SB Nation NFL show, which we used to do with our good friend Stats, and we missed doing. Um, Stats, how are you, pal? I, Stats
0: that gear looks fresh. Did you
1: get it at Levi's? Yeah, the hat. I got the hat at Levi's. It was my first Niners game, first football game on Sunday at Levi's. It was wow. absolutely insane, the environment there. And I'm sure you've talked about it. And I do have to give you credit, RJ. You you have laid it out that the 49ers mm-hmm. are the Cowboys' daddy. I mean, Niners were up 14 zip before the Cowboys even got their first first down in the game. I don't know what the knock is on the 49ers and I've given the Eagles a ton of credit because I think they're winning yep. while they're figuring it out and I think the Eagles are getting better but there is no knock on the 49ers right now. I don't care if you're a Dolphin fan, if you're an Eagle fan, whatever team you root for that you have to say the Niners are the best team in the league right now.
0: I agree. I, mean, I have the number 1 of my power I would, rankings. I would offer um that the Eagles didn't play this Niners team in in the NFC Championship game which was the conversation that led to a lot of fighting on the internet between the two (laughs) fan bases, obviously. But like, I I mean, and stats, I, I don't think it's a straw man argument, but I haven't seen at this point anyone saying that Brock Purdy is just like Along for the ride. Like, it, and I know you've been talking about this as well. And everybody go check out the gold standard network that Stats and his staff obviously do a great job with. Um, but like, he is a part of this. Like, it's, 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 he's not like riding coattails. I don't know that he's like the straw stirring the drink, but he has a very, very prominent role. Like, it is no longer just like this machine. He's not crank inside the machine in the Ninja Turtles. Like, he is an equal Avenger that is a part of the entire ensemble.
1: For years, what we've said about this 49ers offense is, hey, the roster's great. They've got the advantage everywhere except quarterback and now i'm not quite so sure you can say that with this team anymore brock has 10 career starts he's got 20 career touchdown passes he still doesn't have an interception on the season he's making big throws and big time plays even against the cowboys you saw it third and 13 oh big throw to Ayuk. oh there's a penalty never mind wipe that out next play he hits debo samuel over the middle for 42 yards on an absolute dime of a throw this is not the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo making life worse. Brock makes life easier on the 49ers, and I, I've famously said I'm not sold on him. But man, every mm-hmm. week he seems to make it harder and harder to say that.
2: Yeah, I, stats. you oh, Go ahead. I have a later. couple. Uh, stats. time is limited with us here, just so you know. But um, uh, oh, I didn't some, know that would have been nice. to have Internet beforehand. I, well, I, I wanted to have him on earlier, but poor stats is having some internet issues. Um, I two questions for you, stats. Number one. Uh, real quick. If the 49ers were to play the Cowboys again, let's say even let's say in San Francisco, cause that would probably be the most real- realistic scenario in the playoffs. What would the spread have to be for you to take the Cowboys?
1: To Ooh. Cover? I would say double digits at least. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say nine and a half. It's getting worse. The 49ers are like last in the playoffs last year. I think Kyle Shanahan kind of still didn't know what he thought about Brock. And so he very much kind of tried to hide him a little bit and like, just don't screw it up. And I think we could win. But you saw on Sunday night, that was not the case. Kyle is fully bought in. He's letting the ball rip. I mean, Christian McCaffrey did not even have that good of a game by his standards. And Mm. like, 49ers. And he fumbled yeah. at the goal yes. line It could have been <laughs> I mean... worse. And by the way, can you tell Micah Parsons to shut up mm. I mean, him saying after the game? Oh, we're still on their level? You can't say you're still on the 49ers lever. When you called the game, a measuring stick on the way in, and then you got your doors blown off. Now he's talking about now it's personal with George Kittle, like the t-shirt. That's what's gotten you feeling some kind of way, dude. We ended your season two straight years, but the t-shirt, is what's got you mad. Debo Samuel said it on Kay Adams this morning. You don't want to see the 49ers again, Micah, because it could be worse next time. You came
0: in late stats, but I already, you know, covered this. And, and I'm like, I, again, I'm not, and you and I were texting about this um, on Monday. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I, and for what it's worth, just so you're both aware, I don't, there's not a Cowboys fan out there. That's like, hell yeah. You know, like, <laughs> no, ev- everybody is like, dude, stop. Like ev- everybody, everybody is like, read the room. Like they are our daddy. You just sometimes have to accept that. And if you want to prove it wrong, you're going to have to wait for an opportunity. And to your point, stats, and to my point, and to, to the collective point, they demanded this opportunity and they didn't just lose, they got destroyed. I mean, and and, and so, like, the winner or history is written by the winners. And right now, the pen is in the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. Stats, I did want to say, you. I saw you quote tweet a bit. I tweeted during the game, like I have no idea how the Niners don't win the Super Bowl. Like I know, I'm sure that that's been said, but <laughs> well, like they, season, they are. Well, no, they look that's right been now about, yes. like. That's been said about the 19 Niners who got to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's been said about them at different times over this. Like, I don't know what to call it. It's not a dynasty, but this just like general run. Um, But like, so they have looked like that team at times in the past. Stats, But like, there is a significant gap, obviously, between the Niners and the Cowboys, but also between San Francisco and the field. Well, speaking of the field, I was
2: going to ask the other question. I have one more after this one really quick Uh, stats. How would you rank the teams uh, in terms of threats to the Niners in the NFC specifically? I feel like you would put the Eagles one of two, right? Because you've said yes. a lot of stats. Give us the
1: content. Clearly, the Eagles are number one just because, uh, you right. know, as much as the, hey, the playoff game, we know Brock got hurt, right. whatever. But, like, the Eagles still dominated the line of scrimmage in that game. Okay, Eagles Like uh, so I clearly have to put the Eagles one. Right now, I would go uh, maybe Lions two, hmm. Seahawks three, just because the mm-hmm. Seahawks lost to the 49ers three times the last right. year, including getting their doors blown Division off in the playoff. opponent, game. yeah. Yeah, so I go, uh, I go just, Eagles 1, Seahawks 2, or 3. How, and then how many do you, you need to get to before the Cowboys? Ra- come Rams,
0: like Rams or Cowboys? I'm not like angling. Uh, I'm actually asking.
1: Cowboys, but only because the Rams have lost to the Niners nine straight times in the regular season. Yeah. So I know they won the NFC Championship game, but you ain't playing Jimmy Garoppolo this time. I'm pretty sure the offense could gain a positive yard in the last 10 minutes of the game which they didn't do in the nfc championship game so i have to put the i have to put the cowboys ahead of the rams mm-hmm. but only for that reason and
0: vikings are cowboys with uh Je- justin jefferson who's not on. holding out or whatever according to that are I mean, going to be in the playoffs you're, you're no free, but i mean like, free, like, free, like free, uh, uh, the rush. way you view the, the vikings have a, a a really great offense the cowboys offense has looked really suspect so like i think that's a fair question if, if things worked
1: out that way i mean i guess i would put the cowboys ahead of the vikings because dak is slightly more mobile than kirk cousins although i don't know but Mm -hmm. uh, you can have that victory but neither one's very high last one i've not i've been not calling it victory. i was was actually i was curious last one for me i think one of the most prominent
2: takes that stats and i were aligned on certainly in the sb nation nfl show that mike mccarthy is not the guy you think he is uh stats how scared of you or Mike, McCar- uh, how, how much fear did Mike McCarthy instill in your heart heading into that game?
1: 0% zero, nothing, no fear whatsoever. I was way more scared of the of the Cowboys offense with Kellen Moore mm. than I was of it with Mike McCarthy. I mean, you just look at the, compare the two teams, the Niners are doing shifts. They're doing motion before every play Cowboys look like they just line up and they were like, we'll hand it to Tony Pollard or we'll just have guys go deep. Uh, on the outside for the Cowboys, the only short routes I felt like we're in the middle of the field. I, I don't like Mike McCarthy. I've made no secret of it. I thought his offense got outdated at the end of green Bay. And what are the signs RJ? I'll ask you that it's been updated, that it's anything different than what we've seen before. There was a lot of efficiency through the first few
0: weeks of the season um and it was difficult to properly gauge because they blew out the giants and the jets right like it was it was not fair and even the patriots game was this like big blowout and and obviously the cardinals game kind of got away Mm -hmm. from them so that's why i tweeted like all my receipts are out there i tweeted like right before kickoff i was like this is this is a really fascinating game to learn who the Cowboys are, and I didn't, I didn't say that like, oh, watch y'all are about to learn. It was like, no, like this is we're literally about to learn, and this was the first time since the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith in the first round last year that they had their full intended starting offensive line left to right, and they got worked. And stats, you and I talked about this on the Ocho on the BTV side of things uh, before the game. Look, the Niners' defense is incredible, and I don't mean this in any sort of slight kind of way, but they're not who they've been the last few years. You told us that. And you, by the way, a great call on Dre Greenlaw uh being the like underrated dude to watch. Uh that was awesome uh by you. But like would you not agree that like over the last three years, this is the generally speaking weakest Niners defense we've seen relative to context. And so like you couldn't even capitalize on that. You said you were more worried about the Cowboys' offense having success against the Niners defense that obviously this game was going to be won or lost when the Niners had possession of the ball and Dallas offensively y'all are are bagging on Mike McCarthy. I always looked to just restore balance in the force. All right. And you guys were way on one end of the spectrum, but you're letting Dak off the hook. Like we haven't even mentioned Dak's name yet. I mean, Dak was awful in this game. The first, these are the first half possessions for the Cowboys punt off of a three and out. Punch off of a three and out. Tony Pollard's fumble, which was literally on the first play of that possession. Another three and out. They went three and out, three of their first four possessions. Then they had the touchdown drive. Awesome. Then they went three and out again. And then their last possession of the first half was two plays. And Dak took an inexplicable mm-hmm. sack that evaporated any possibility of them taking away points. So you could effectively call that a three and out. So we're talking about there were five, three effective three and outs in the first half alone that's not going to get it done against anyone, let alone the, potentially the best team in the NFL. And yes, Mike McCarthy absolutely deserves an enormous amount of blame for that. But so does the quarterback. Sure. Like we all know that Dak is a is a really good quarterback. Call it top, whatever you want. But what a uh, and the, the stuff about like oh he can't like show up in the big games is dumb and silly and whatever. But like this gives that life stats. I mean you you
1: can't no show against your daddy. What did I say before the game? I wanted the Niners to go up things. seven early. I wanted Dak to be down by seven before he ever touched the ball. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened in this game. I think the 49ers are in Dak's head. I really, really do. And They're in all of their head. It was a perfect game script for the 49ers. They got up early, right out of the gate. First possession, Niners go right down the field and stuff it in the end zone. And the Cowboys just couldn't get going. They always worked out of a hole in this game and the 49ers have done that to everybody that's not just a cowboy thing san francisco has trailed for one minute and 45 seconds this <laughs> season prior to the game um i forget who
2: said it but these, i think it was 49ers players which i think it was fred warner actually maybe the, uh, the the broadcast team was quoting like hey we want the we the 49ers wanted the ball in Dak's hands and they got that and it worked out well in their favor and also rj picked mike mccarthy over nick sirianni as the nfc east head coach for all-star um team. How do you feel about that? Stuff?
0: You also, you, you picked Ron Rivera as a better overall coach than Mike McCarthy. No, I that's heard, not like, exactly what I did. Right.
2: That's not true. Anyway,
0: um, <laughs> the last thing on the subject of bagging on coaches, um, this is a conversation. Some Cowboys fans are becoming a little bit more hip to, but I'll stats ask you here, you're, RJ. well, I know I want to get stats. This question here. You were over here like, Oh, what, what new Eagles? Well, this isn't about the Eagles. All right. Um, Dan Quinn gets zero heat like i'm in no way exonerating the offensive side of the ball for the cowboys but like dude like i mean it's when when things are going well for the cowboys oh it's all dan Mm -hmm. quinn dan quinn show blah 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 stats i mean just kyle shanahan owns him like every cowboys person is owned by their counterpart with the niners you know what i'm saying like and so like we have to talk like dan quinn is a masterful defensive play caller but like I mean, where where is the criticism for him? You know what I mean? Like, there is never any. So, I was curious if either of you felt passionately about this.
1: Stance. Well, I just think it's hilarious that Dan Quinn decided to show up in the game wearing all black. Little did he know he was wearing all black to his own funeral because he was in a straight Yum. jacket on Sunday night. Nice. nice. I had been afraid. I shouldn't say afraid, but I had been telling Niners fans like, hey, Dan Quinn kind of, you know, does a number on Kyle Shanahan going into this game. I just I think it's a new day with the 49ers offense. It, this is an offense first team. And that's even with the defense as good as they have. And I just think that they haven't the league hasn't seen the 49ers with this kind of quarterback and this kind of offense yet. And so they haven't really adjusted. They will. They will. No, they're not going to score 30 points every week like they have been. But right now, this is a new 49er team, and they're just they're taking on all comers.
2: Well, stats, we'll be talking to you when the Eagles and 49ers play highly anticipated (laughs) game in Philly week 13. That should be a pretty fun one. But um, where can the people find your fine coverage
1: stats? So if you want Anything 49ers, it's gold standard 49ers network. The podcasts are everywhere. We have a YouTube channel, Gold Standard Network. Please, please, please check that out. And I am on all the socials at Stats on Fire. Gentlemen, it has been too long, and I miss you both very, very much. Stats, you're the
0: best. It's always great to see you. Uh glad you had a great trip. Um, even though it was at my favorite team's expense, I'm glad it was a memorable one. Saw all the photos look like you had a good time. My last question is: what is that ice cream? We, what is that ice cream abomination that you uh, posted a photo of?
1: Oh, yeah. I went that to this ate. like exotic milkshake place in Reno because I was in Nevada for a wedding uh, well, a couple days ago. And it was just cookie dough ice cream with two giant cookies. And there were like chocolate chips stuck along the outside of the glass.
2: To be honest, it was it was mid. Stats, you're not a big music guy, I'm sorry but we 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 did a th- we do a thing now here on the mixtape where every person every guest has to pick a song we pick a song and add it to the NFC every, East every, Mixtape BLG butchered this <laughs>
0: every, every episode we each add a song yes. to uh, an ongoing NFC this. East Mixtape playlist <laughs> uh, and when we have guests on, you know, for that at the end of the episode we give our songs uh, but so when guests are on they get to add a song as well so you are obviously a guest a lot of pressure here, you get Didn't to add prep a song. you for this
1: uh, yeah I mean, I, I hate to be cliche, but I got to go with DJ Khaled, right? All I do is win. That's fair. Stats. It's
2: fair. fair. It's, a fair mean, it's a fair
0: point. It's a no. Choice. I'm not. I'm not like mad about this, but like you know. This is like, we didn't prep them. Didn't give know. him any time to think this is a good pick. That's your fault. I mean, that's, I'm You're not right. Blame I did forget for
2: that. about that because I, I was so excited I mean, to have our, our old friend on and to, you know, throw it in your face. But.
0: Yeah. I mean, like this was the equivalent of like, I don't know guys, uh, let's go with happy birthday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's just, it's
2: a good pick stats. Cause all the 49ers do against the Cowboys is win.
0: BLG landed the plane. That was a good way to put this. Um, so already, whatever stats um, We'll see you stats you have the best day ever stats
1: all right it already is see you guys <laughs> see you pal better <laughs> stats uh oh, brandon before we go to yes. break
0: i wanted to bring i wanted to bring oh stats is the best that was a really good surprise it, it wasn't an ambush it was a surprise i know it was, uh, but well, it was wanted, kind of both i wanted it to designed to be both uh i wanted to, to read this tweet to you um i don't feel this completely but I thought this was interesting at least um, and then we can go to break uh, shout out to Jersey Bird 3 on Twitter uh, who tweeted at me so my tweet was um, I said I'm not going to fault the Cowboys for admitting that this 49ers game was a big one for them because it obviously is given recent history but if that is your mindset for it you have to show up more than they did in the first half and this was at halftime I said another half to go but a gross performance so far so again I don't blame them but again if you're gonna say all that you got to walk the walk yeah. uh, so Jersey Bird 3 responded and said, Remember when Sirianni admitted to wearing the Dallas Week shirt was stupid? Mm-hmm. This is that. I don't think it's stupid, wow. but I I will give Sirianni credit because I I and I didn't beforehand. Um, he clearly recognized that like that made things call it what you want like more stressful, bigger, whatever, it didn't blah blah help. blah. Yeah, like, and I I don't know that like acknowledging the Niners owning the Cowboys, quote unquote, didn't help um but if it, it, i think it forces you into trying to play helped. up to something you have in your head i think it only well, could i have mean hurt. like i again i i don't just dis- i don't think they're the same but i thought that this this was an interesting line of thought to me um and so i mean because if they hadn't acknowledged it it would have been weird you know what i mean so mm. they were in a lose-lose situation I think they went there, a little too far w-
2: though like and again cd talking about it after week two like it was clearly in their heads maybe a little more than it should have been and it is funny you're right like you can't be like this is more than one game and it's a playoff game for us. And then you lose and it's like, actually, it's just one game. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Charles Robinson um, had a great line about this in his intro um, when he wrote about it at Yahoo. And it was like, if you're going to call this like not a regular season game, then it's not a regular season loss. Like, You know what I mean? If it's not a regular old game, then it's not a regular old sure. loss. And so like this. I mean, so, it literally like, is, in, but uh, figuratively, you right, In in the, like, that's how this is likened to me to the Sirianni thing. Like, you made it not a regular game by doing the Dallas Week thing. Um that was a little bit more flagrant than acknowledging that the Niners owned the Cowboys, but like, in as a result, the result is sort of similar. So it was, again, I give Sirianni credit for acknowledging three years ago that the shirt was a bad idea. Last thing um, I'll say, which I know
2: he took heat for. is like getting beyond the scope of like, you know, we've we talked a lot about the game itself, but just like, you know, it's obviously a big loss just from a standing standpoint in terms of like tiebreakers, right. NFC playoff picture. Like that's a really, these tiebreakers are going to be, I think a really big deal between both the Eagles, between the Eagles 49ers and Cowboys, all of them. And, uh, this is a big loss
0: well especially because like it's not just like oh we lost the tiebreaker we don't have home field yep. it's like well no you have to go back here yep. <laughs> like, yep. it's, you know what I mean like so um yeah tough scene but uh let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors welcome back Brandon did you really see the photo that Stats posted of the milkshake thing I did or were you just making no it was he was in Vegas right when he got that well, he just told us that he was in Reno, Nevada. Yeah. those are the words he well, said. Reno, like ten. minutes but I, ago. Yes, but I was double so, checking uh, that
2: that's where that was, as opposed to when he got right. out
0: to California. Um, my point is, um, when I saw the photo, I was like, "This doesn't look great." Like this. Um, sometimes things could be too big. Like your uh, Schwarberger, you know. Like I, I might enjoy that. I'm really happy that it was good. But like, I might enjoy that if I'm sitting down. Um, but like sitting in a seat, that would be very yeah, I difficult. It standing
2: eat. up, it wasn't the most convenient thing.
0: Yeah, like that's that's all I'm saying. And like that kind of milkshake thing, like I don't know exactly what stats was doing. It looked like he was I don't know if he was at some sort of casino, but he was he looked like in a hustly bustly mm-hmm. kind of like you know area. Like that wouldn't be a fun yeah. thing to eat while you're moving around, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe you're sitting at a diner or whatever, like that would be cool, but not not when you're you
2: know, rocking and roll. All right, we talked about the Washington Commanders a little bit on Friday, football, Friday, aka TGI football last week. <laughs> you forgot the name, on didn't you? The SB Nation <laughs> NFL show. No, I didn't. <laughs> um um yeah but,
0: i don't know that we have to relitigate this game well not everyone
2: um, that so we'll get to some of it but i mean and it's been a you know it's a long time ago so we won't have to get in deep i mean it's just pathetic <laughs> it's really the bears are terrible have been terrible all year long you made justin fields look good that's really bad emmanuel forbes is not playing well so far doesn't mean the book is written on his career, but it's absolutely fair to wonder if they made a huge mistake passing on Christian Gonzalez and going for him instead. Especially when like that was consensus. Like Gonzalez was like a, a consensus kind of prospect around, I think above Forbes for most teams, or at least so it seemed to be on the big boards and everything, which aren't always right. But like you went against the grain, you kind of made like a big bold pick by doing that, and so far it is not working out. And Sam Howell didn't have a good game, and uh yeah, things are looking tough. For the commanders there's a lot of fire ron rivera articles out there hogs even i mean sure you can but i that's not really you're not really changing a lot this season
1: um
0: i we've we talked so much about like things we're afraid of like you mentioned you know you had been afraid that maybe they wind up with caleb williams the giants certainly seem closer to that uh potential (laughs) at this point um what i'm afraid of now like my new fear maybe you'll agree is that Ben Johnson is the future head coach of this. Team. That's a, that's a good call. You know call. what I mean? Like, good call by you. Like, like couldn't, yeah. couldn't you see yeah. like new ownership looking for like a splash? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a face, like a young hotshot offensive mind, whatever. Like yeah. that is my like of power rankings of our, our mutual fears. That might be number one. Yeah. I don't know how, you
2: know, the enemy would factor into all that. Maybe they just wipe the slate. Right, right, man. right.
0: I mean, but yeah, we're speaking generally because like when there's a change, like you don't know what's being retained, what's not, whatever. Blah, He's blah, from- blah. But I'm even, I'm even afraid of Eric the enemy having the keys at this point like i mean the offense has shown legitimate life i mean again i don't know that like i'm afraid of the offense but like that would be an improvement on the ron Rivera era and i'm opposed to any improvement obviously. ben johnson was born in charleston south
2: carolina and went to high school in north carolina and went to college in north carolina so you know like not
0: super f- in the interview for the panthers job as well
2: uh, i don't know but point being like you know, he's not super far away from the dmv area so that could be you know it could be a factor in there uh yeah actually how
0: far are the carolinas from
2: the dmv area? not like it's not incredibly far like an hour or two it's a couple hours i would say north, north Carolina, more north more so me. like it's like three hours or so i would say point being like I'm gonna it, it's conceivable that there's like, t- like he, w- he might want to go back there to that kind of region of the country it wouldn't be too far
0: just i'm gonna pick um raleigh no, I as I an example charlotte. okay charlotte we'll do charlotte uh i'm gonna do charlotte to where, what's a fair i mean fedex field you know just like <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> um it is a six hour drive oh, yeah, it's longer than so, i thought. <laughs> Yeah, I I was going to say, dude, because you were like, oh, it's like, I don't know, whatever.
2: (laughs) That's close enough. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, I do agree with you. That's a concern
0: that they could get Ben Johnson. But yeah, they're so bad, dude. I also think I don't I don't think it would be fair to fault them for this. But like, um, I think people are going to make and we'll do it, too. um, But people are going to make fun of them for not picking up Chase Young's fifth year option. You know what I mean? Like, because if if there's one thing that looks stout mm-hmm. right now, or that that you can like be excited about, it's Chase Young. But like, how can you like he, when he's probably going to
2: leave? There's actually an interesting article on the saving about how like the Commanders' defense has been better without Chase Young. If you go read that, it's interesting. I don't think you can blame them for that because, well
0: right the injury you you would blame them with the benefit of hindsight which everyone but the
2: injury thing was in there too and i don't know them they might have had medical information that suggested things are really concerning so i don't know i can't speak on that i will say that um you know like we talked about there was this you beat the eagles let's say you're what three and one at that point you have a chance
0: oh dude yeah that was their butterfly effect
2: maybe capitalize on that momentum i don't know that just because you definitely beat the eagles that means you beat uh the bears but like you had this opportunity and then even moving forward you're they're still like l- let's look at their next several games coming up here they play in atlanta they play against the giant at the giants they host taylor heineke revenge they host games, the by eagles the then they play they then they play away against the patriots so they like have a stretch here to still be competitive like still kind of hang around for that seventh wild uh seventh playoff seed that third wild card spot as we have talked about um so they're not like they're not dead yet they're not they haven't been written off but certainly not in the best spot at two and three here and in a division no. where your division winner has a tiebreaker over you currently and uh is five and up
0: well and not only a tiebreaker over you currently but where you were literally one two yards away from winning you know what i mean like you were two yards away from having that and so like again yeah. i'm you're right like it's not fair to say like oh if they go for two and if they get it or you know that they beat the bears on thursday night but like it just sets up the like the the punt mentality in your mind you know what i mean like it's just um they would tough scene I mean, if they go for, for it they
2: get it like they're still even if they lose to the bears they're still because they have the tiebreaker over the eagles because the eagles are four yeah. one at that point like you're conceivably still competing for the division and now like it's kind of like really not it's kind of wild card at best um
0: barring a collapse and a big surge are we um ready to move on i think so i mean the new york giants mm. got destroyed Despite picking Tua Tagovailoa off two times and returning one of them for an interception, or for an interception for a touchdown, did you know that was the longest play in the NFL this year? I believe it. Six? And
2: also, like they, Tua just threw it right to the Giants. Well, I don't even think it was just yeah. like, incredible. Like, oh wow, amazing play. As much
0: as he just threw it right to them. Um, I have a take about this game. It was the final score, thirty-one to sixteen. That's weird. The Giants' blue is not meant to be like um in the one o'clock Miami sun. It looked weird. You know what I mean? It looked out of I place. Can, I can um, see that. Like I don't know what it is about that, but like I just it felt weird. Yeah, may, maybe you're so used to kind of bright colors. Um, there it's it's a little bit more subdued. But, um, dude, yeah, like th- this is a tough scene. Daniel Jones was sacked how many times? Eight times, times or seven times, whatever. Um, he's hurt. I mean, he's dealing with neck pain again, neck
2: injury. He might play still yeah. in week uh, six, but like he's banged up on Sunday Night Football against the Bills. Woo! The, like I have a stat for you here that I shared with you offline. Well, online, but off the podcast. People use that phrase, don't they?
0: Yeah, I was literally about to say, like, that that's a sense. great. You're probably sharing it online most of the time. When people the only way you that, wouldn't be in online is if, if it was, like, a text message. That would technically not be, like, online. That's over like, on, like, cell mm. service. You know what I'm saying? So, that's great uh, discovery. We're having some great. We were left-footed early on, but we have found our. Footing well, I was here. talking
2: to Jimmy Kemsky today about um, the phrase because he started off the podcast BGN Radio episode three fifty five by saying he was feeling under the weather, and I'm like, "Well, does anyone ever say they're over the weather?" And if you did, it would be mm. like, "Oh, I'm over this weather. Like, I hate the weather that's happening. I'm over it." No one says I'm ever over the weather, so I don't know. Kind of interesting, but anyway, here's the stat from once again our good friend Shil Kapadia giants have been outscored by 91 points through five weeks that's not only the worst point differential in the nfl but is the second worst point differential for the giants since the year 2000 only the 2013 giants were worse this is pathetic it's one thing to be struggling and it's like it's one thing to be what the vikings are right like they're one and four but they've been in one score games they've been competitive like they've had some bad luck go their way And that was due after having good luck go their way last year. So they're one and four. They're going to be so. Wait, they have the same record right as the Giants do. But man, like the Giants are terrible. I have them. I think dead last. No, I have them thirty first. Only I only have the Broncos worse than them in my power rankings. They're they're horrible. And as we've said, when you look at their schedule, it's not about to get any better. They're the Bills next. They're about to drop to what one and five.
0: I have them 30th. Um, I have them right behind the Broncos um, just because Russell Wilson has shown some positive signs. You know what I mean? Like individually, like more than Daniel Jones has at this point, um, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, it is a tough, 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 tough look for the Giants right now. I've said the word tough in a lot of Do you uh, podcasts. Think I mean, there's real-life. a
2: scenario where Dable could get fired because like this is not competitive. I football. have And if they keep playing non-competitive so, football, I don't know. What if they hire Ben Johnson? Potentially could be a candidate for them. I mean, I just, it'd be funny a year after winning coach of the year, but like, I don't, I just don't think you owe him anything, especially if you're this disastrous. This is terrible. Like, I don't, how do, what do you do? That's the, as I always talk about, the coach is the easiest lever to flip. Like, what, they can't get rid of Daniel Jones. Really. Yeah. Like what, what move are you going to make? Just,
0: yeah. It's just money that you're burning, right? Like, which is true. But I mean, you know, you're, it's not like working against your salary. And they're cap. Not a so, well-coached uh, team. we mentioned like,
2: Mark. coaching is very well, much an issue.
0: Dude, I, I said this a week ago. I, I was like, why is nobody bagging on, on Brian Dable? Like, it, you know, Daniel Jones has become like the poster boy for it all, which is really, I mean, unfair. Like, Jones has been awful, but like, again, Dable's not been good. And, but everyone's like using Jones' awfulness as like an excuse for Dable. Like, oh, well, he can only do so much. Like, well, no, he can do a lot more. Like, he's the head coach. The scenario, though, to answer your question, um, and I mentioned this to Mark Schofield, who we mentioned earlier at the top uh, Mark for the people who don't know, Mark is a, is a Patriots fan. And, um, so I asked Mark when we broke down the 34, nothing loss that they had, Where is Bill Belichick coaching next year, the giants dude, like, you know, like, wouldn't that be the move that the bear family would consider making like, Oh, oh you're you know so what? Right. Like, I forgot about it, like,
2: that. That's so pathetic.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Like, be, Oh, of course. Would like be
2: so much like, you know, off season, like written about it. Like, Oh, he's found his new, right. Groove. It would be oh, like the, the return
0: yeah like he and he's passionate about this like you know uh, for the younger audience that doesn't know bill belichick was the uh giants defensive coordinator in the 80s under bill parcells They won two super bowls together and he's you know obviously it was a big part of lawrence taylor's career and like he really does have like i'm not uh joshing around like he has a deep affection for the new york he, he's, he's a football too. historian like they would trade for him right they would so, give up something it him. would the, the situation that is comparable in my mind is um, Brian Dable is to Josh Rosen what Bill Belichick is to Kyler Murray, right? Like you, you punt on the like, you know, short-term experiment you've had in the name of what you believe to be this once in a generational opportunity, uh, because you have the, the, you know, the opportunity to go out and get it. So it, it would be like, you know, have people say like, how can you fire Brian Dable after one year, after you want to Oh, because we can get bill Belichick. Like that, that's how that's why we're,
2: we're going to do it. I think that's the good calls by you between the Ben Johnson thing and the Belichick thing. Um, you're on point, uh, unlike the Cowboys, do you, if you could only um, keep one of Brian Dable or Joe Shane and you have to keep one, let's say for the sake so of segment i don't know i think because he's been really bad too and i think he honestly i think you said Dable's skating criticism i think shane at least from the outside looking in i think that tends to happen anyway a lot of the struggles that the eagles had in 2020 were directed at doug peterson who got fired when howie roseman in reality
0: was also very much to blame for what happened okay let me let me rephrase let me rephrase the question if you could have Joe Shane and Bill Belichick or Brian Dable and anyone. See, yeah, what would you rather
2: well, I mean, anyone is, you know, obviously a really a wide field. Let's well, I mean, say,
0: well, you, you get my point. Like, yeah, like of, all, of all possible too, permutations. I don't
2: think it's I I don't think it's a no. Oh, actually, no. Wait, Yeah, I want. No, I, I mean, I think I don't think Belichick. No, g- absolutely. Give me Dable in a promising young GM. Let's say the 49ers have someone who's under like John Lentz, I think. Let's just say him, for example. Um. No, I absolutely take that because Belichick is cooked, and at least if he doesn't have I, a Hall of Fame, i He's not gonna. He's not gonna. I'm not advocating for I'm, the Giants.
0: I'm not advocating for Bill Belichick, like in terms of like today, that. like as a as a sound mind. But like again, if you you know, like it's hard to be disappointed. You know what I mean? If your team goes out and acquires Bill Belichick to be their head I coach, think like, there's a lot of built in trust
2: here. I think that would
0: be disappointing. That would be very disappointing. I think they... You're right, though. It would be a really exhausting offseason of like stories. And there, there would be like eighteen five thousand 5,000-worth think pieces written about how this was like always in the making and blah, blah, blah. And the fact that the Giants are the team that beat the Patriots and the two Super Bowls and, and obviously the Eagles did as well. But like, I mean, it would just be obnoxious. And if you brought in um, Belichick, part of I, the problem
2: there is you wouldn't keep Shane, or at least he wouldn't have the same amount of power. Like, Belichick probably isn't coming without some level of personnel power as well.
0: Right. Well which then you bad, can but... keep Shane because does isn't really mad. Um, okay. Uh, are we ready to spin forward yes. and wrap this up? Okay. Um, <laughs> in chronological order, <laughs> the uh, Washington spin, commanders are visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Washington is getting two and a half points in Mercedes Benz stadium on Sunday. Who are they playing? The Falcons. the Falcons. We talked about this. Taylor Haneke Revenge. But you said Mercedes I'm gonna take the Falcons Bend
2: Stadium, and that always throws me off because of the Superdome being having this yeah, well it's sponsor. the
0: Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, but that always like,
2: I, when I hear Mercedes Benz, I always get confused, which is what I mean, like if,
0: if you were was me. If you were B L G for the Saints or Falcons, th- you would hate this so badly. Because like you would be like, How could you share a title sponsor with your division oh, yeah, so rival and your main I, I division
2: it, rival? It, like I, th- I cool. hate it now. It sucks, it's confusing, and it doesn't make any right. sense. I <laughs> Okay, two and a half points for There's the like Caribbean. a billion sponsors take? in the world. Pick any other spon- like pick the the sponsor. Pick the game. Pick uh, the game. Yeah, line? why are you
0: not like the Chick-fil-A stadium if you're Atlanta? Uh, two and a half. Um, that, uh, Atlanta's laying two and a half.
2: Against the Commanders?
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're so confused. Yes. Um, you make the pick first. I'm gonna, I just said it. I'm going to take the Falcons. Um, your boy, Desmond Ritter, who you're the only person I not yeah, believe in, coming off of the best game in his career. Okay. Um, I don't be trust that at all. But, um, right. I, I mean, oh, what a bad beat for me yeah. uh, with my lock of the week, by half the way. Half of a uh, point. But, off
2: by half of a point. That's tough. I feel bad. I know, dude. Um, my lock of the week hit, by the way. I was uh, mentioned that with the Giants uh, not even covering against the Dolphins. Uh,
0: Bijan um, will do something like amazing in this game. So, like, I'll take the Falcons. Mm, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take the uh i guess i'd feel dumb taking the commanders wouldn't
2: i i'd regret that yeah i'll take the falcons yep
0: okay the uh Eagles. so we have actually um commanders are at noon eagles during the afternoon giants are Sunday night football cowboys are monday night hey. football so you can watch all four games uh separately that happened uh, the, like uh, four aforementioned... times this year weird yeah. Uh well they've all been on primetime. You know, it's mm. just been crazy. But um so the Eagles are in the afternoon uh at MetLife Stadium against the New York Jets, who they have never lost to as a franchise. Um since nineteen seventy three. So, um the Jets are getting seven points. Ooh, at home. that moved up. It I've opened seen. at six point five. Um, I've, I keep saying it like I, last week, this is not as true as it was a week ago, but the Eagles have looked to be on somewhat shaky ground, relatively speaking. Uh, but until they lose and there's a like undeniable reason to pick against them, I'm not going to, uh, they have the benefit of the doubt currently. So I will lay seven points. I've literally never lost the jets. As we mentioned also now 13 and one straight
2: up as road favorites under Nick Sirianni and seven and seven now against the spread, uh, under. In the same circumstances so I,
0: I i'm i would love to see the jets be competitive like across, again like i think everyone kind of feels bad for them like you know but um so like i would like to see a good game here um well, but it's just I, I we're just we're just trying to wish for something that can't happen I, I mean like i, don't think I know that's... the eagle secondary is go ahead what you're, you're not rooting for the i was gonna say i know the eagle secondary is a little bit whatever like maybe garrett wilson has like like, you can't even talk yourself into it. You know what I mean? It's just... It, you can't, like, because of Zach Wilson. Like, he just weighs... them, And, like, I feel bad for him. But, like, I would love to see that. Like, what I'm saying. Like, it would be cool. It would be a cool story to see it take off. I just can't bet on it. My
2: take point. off. Nice little jet spawn there. Uh, with the plane... Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say that they should call their ring of honor the hangar. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I yeah. do think it's a little premature to say it's going to be, like, a cakewalk for them. Jets have not... Jets have been competitive, even though... Zach Wilson, I don't think is good. And OK, I do think one thing that's hurting the Jets is I think this past game was kind of their Super Bowl. The, the Nathaniel Hackett thing of it all, like they put a, there was oh, a yeah. lot of like emotional weight into that game and I get it. But at the same time, like I kind of wonder if that's a little bit of a letdown scenario for them going into this game against a team and an uh, inter-conference? Yeah, inter-conference opponent. Okay. Um, well, I was thinking inter versus intra. And, this is the
0: Battle of Gang Greens, by the way. Yeah. The, the well, winner gets to call themselves that. Of Green Nations,
2: too, for SB Nation. We have... Uh, that's true. Game Green Nation that's was true. first, but then Gang Green Nation came along. So we have GGN and BGN going head-to-head here. I think the are going to win the game. I think that's pretty fair to say. Like, not... You're going to do the emotional emotional hedge again? Well... I just think the Jets have been competitive this year. Okay, so they battled back to beat the Bills in Week One. They lost by 20 points to the Cowboys. It was a one-score game at halftime before
0: the Cowboys pulled away later in the game. Uh, and it was the first week post Rodgers. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of shock in in the building, so to speak. I don't know. I think Brandon's internet is struggling. At this point, we're so close to the end. We're so close. I'm going to keep buying him time. Brandon's internet is out. It's out. I don't think it's my internet. My internet is stable. as a rock right now. Um, Brandon is frozen. I'm going to text him. See if this is an issue. This is so much suspense. Um, Your internet? Good. Question mark. Um, It's a tough scene for Brandon. Um, I think he's going to take the emotional hedge here, personally. I think that Brandon's going to take the points but take the Eagles to win. And how could you not at this point in time? I have texted him and I have not. Oh, he's out of the stream now. I'll give him a few minutes. Um, Yeah, I think Brandon's gonna take the Eagles to win and the Jets. um, Oh, he's trying to come back. Let's see here. Uh, Is he back? He's not back yet. This is so non, actually it's kinda, I was gonna say it's not dramatic. This has gotten kind of dramatic. Interestingly enough, as of late, Um, what else is going on? I'm waiting for the Houston Astros to start on Tuesday. Uh, oh, got a text from Brandon. Does it look like that's going to happen? Let's see here. Uh, this is super suspenseful as I read text messages on a podcast. I never really thought that we would be doing this on the mixtape. Um, oh, he's got an outage in his area. Let me ask him. Um, let's see Eagles minus seven. Let's see you can pick that. Um, and the Giants, oops, I've given him all the lines so I can get his answers over text message. And, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll explain why I'm, oh, my gosh, I'm in a moment here. Um, let's see here come on now Brandon has all the information so um, I oh my gosh so uh, Brandon is going to give me his answer in a moment for all these three remaining games Um, I think he's going to go Eagles to win uh, but Jets to cover as mentioned Um, he's typing right now the New York Giants are on the road on Sunday Um, let's see here he's going to see if he can get back in let's see this is a super, we had such a great show. The stats thing was such a great surprise. And now we're, we're going to, we got some turbulence, but we're going to make it. Don't worry. Um, I promise. Um, but yeah, I mentioned I was waiting for the Houston Astros. You're going to know the results of the game, whether they're up 2-1 or down 1-2. I think they're going to be up 2-1. Um, I think the Astros are going to win. I think the Orioles are going to win. No way the Orioles are getting swept. I just don't see that happening. But I, we have a lot of Rangers fans who listen, obviously, on the BTB side. So um, they're obviously rooting for a sweep uh he's typing right now typing a lot so it must be a long message for him um he tap dances a lot for me when bear barks so you know it's all good around here i got your back brandon uh with the tap dancing i'm also really excited to eat some lunch um so that's really where we're at um I don't know how long this text message is going to be. But anyway, I'll go ahead and offer my picks. while we wait for Brandon. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles to win and cover. I mentioned that the Giants, I was, I couldn't remember if they were on the road or if they're at home, but the Giants are on the road in Buffalo. The only stadium in New York in the NFL, blah, blah. Um, The Bills are 14 point home favorites. Oh my gosh. Against the Giants, even though the Bills lost last week, but the Giants are just that bad. Um, That's. Brandon loves this expression. Um, That's a lot of points. Um, That is a lot of points, but I'm going to take the bills to win and cover. And the reason I, oh my gosh, a little while ago, the Cowboys opened as three and a half point favorites for their Monday night game, which is on the road against the chargers. Although not not exactly a formidable home field environment, Uh, but they opened as three and a half point favorites. We use DraftKings Sportsbook here at SB nation. Um, That is now down to two Dallas, only two point favorites. Um, So yeah um that is interesting to say the least uh for the cowboys oh he's back i think he's back Yay!
2: connection's gonna be here but i'm on my uh okay. hot spot okay my router's not That's- working so i'm gonna wrap I'll be this quick. Last thing I said on my end was that um Jets lost that game to the Cowboys, but also it was a short week for the Jets too, in addition to losing Rodgers. Um they played the Patriots that game literally came down to the last play. Jets almost converted to Hail Mary to steal it and win, didn't play well. Um, but point being, they've been a tough team this year. I think things might be a little closerly on. I think Zach Wilson turning the ball over, especially because uh Jets offensive line isn't great, Eagles defensive line. He's good. Specifically, the Jets are now without their best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, out for the year. The Jets will be starting a guy named Mac Max. Sorry, Max Mitchell against Hassan Reddick, who's heating up. So I think that's kind of not a matchup in their favor. I think the Eagles' run defense has been stout and will be able to kind of limit the Jets' rushing attack, forcing Zach Wilson to throw a little bit more than ideally he should. So I think the Eagles do win and they'll eventually pull away and cover. They're trending in the right direction. They're clicking. Um, They're. to be plenty of Eagles fans up there at MetLife, I will take eagles to winning
0: okay i predicted uh that's what i was doing while you were gone uh you to take the eagles to win but they, you were going to take the points um so let's get out of here quickly giants 14 point dogs on the road against yeah the giants will lose to the bills and it'll be not close so i'll take the bills to cover that's what i took um the listeners already know my pick so this is kind of cool you're the only person who doesn't i can't wait uh, for the this game the uh yeah the cowboys chargers uh blg is kind of a closet not really a closet chargers fan you love the chargers um I have
2: stopped giving the Chargers the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to take the Cowboys outright to win. But I mean, the scenario again, where let's say the Eagles win and they're 6-0, and the Cowboys
0: lose to Kellen Moore and drop to three and three. And the Eagles have a three game lead and, in week and six. The Cowboys have to sit and stew on that on their bye. I don't know if you knew that they were on their bye after that. Oh, uh, but um, that'd be the worst possible. Um, but uh, I, I'm, oh my gosh, everybody heard it except for you because Dallas kind of like you talked about with uh, the Philly game, uh, Dallas opened his three and a half point favorites for this game. And that line is now down to two. Mm. So, you know, point and a half that moved. So that's kind of interesting. So. Mm. Um. All right. Songs. Um. Think. I actually was gonna. It really. I forgot is, about sorry. It. Last thing. It really is like the anti.
2: It is like uh, specifically because you know you're not like a Justin Herbert guy, so it would be really devastating for you between the Kellen Moore and the the Herbert. I don't. I don't like
0: not like Justin Herbert. I just. Sometimes the internet gets a little out of control. That's really my only take on this. I didn't say you hated but, uh, him. I just uh, said you're not No, I'm, I'm a guy. fan of his. That's fair to I'm say. I'm a fan you, of I'm, kinda, What annoys me is that- You're
2: not a Justin Herbert guy. You're just not. You're not. I'm not saying that means you hate him, but you're not like one of his biggest proponents.
0: You're not. Anyway, uh, song time. So we got All I Do Is Win from Stats. That is officially on the books. Uh, Rachelle mm-hmm. got her song, and she went with a banger. Mm-hmm. We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Excellent choice wow. by Rachelle. Um I'm gonna throw back in time as well. We can't stop, kind of a 2013 sort of song. All I do is win. You know, I don't even know what that kind. But it's definitely on. I'm gonna go Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. It's just kind of funky right now for the Cowboys. It's just funky Mm. kind of time. I need I need Mm -hmm. something to give me some some good Mm -hmm. you know you know beats to move around and feel jovial about something. But uh, what is your song for it? Okay, I'm gonna go really far back
2: in time and pick Takata and. Fugue and D minor BWV 565 by uh Johann Sebastian Bach. I said I wanted to start doing some Halloween stuff, you know, some spooky music. This is that song that goes like with the organ, do 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 do, you know, like that, like Halloween
0: scary music. So I'm throwing that on there. I need you to slack me that because there's no way I'm going to remember that. Um, Yeah, I will. Uh, Brandon, as we leave, I would like you to tell me your three favorite things about stats. Three favorite things about. Actually, three favorites, too friend. hard. Three three really good things about stats. That's a little bit easier.
2: Yeah, three really good things about stats. I mean, this is easy because there's a lot of things to pick from. Number one, uh, sweetest guy I could ever know. Wow. That's number one. Number two, you know two, me? I, uh, I'm pretty sweet,
0: I, but whatever. Okay.
2: I think he's really uh, smart and like good at uh, thinking on his feet. Like he did the song, like he's, he's, you you can throw things at him and he reacts quickly. He's good. Uh, And number three is that he roots for a team that beats the Cowboys a lot. And I like that. Even though you took me off the screen and you put me on the title card, but it's fine. People can still hear me, especially the audio listeners. See ya.